While the dinosaurs ruled the lands, their cousins the pterosaurs ruled the skies. From gargantuan winged beasts that resembled dragons and wyverns of European legend, to animals small enough to fit in one's hand and be mistaken for a bird or bat, pterosaurs were the very first vertebrate animals to take to the skies. In popular culture, pterosaurs have been loved and feared almost as long as the dinosaurs. In recent years, more species of pterosaur have continued to be discovered, some of which are so enormous they truly rival the wyverns of ancient myth. Among these recent discoveries, one genus has been named Aerodactylus. I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Aerodactyl. Aerodactyl is Pokémon's answer to the Pterodactyl, drawing its design not only from the pterosaurs themselves, but also from classic European artwork of wyverns. The square jaw and arrow-shaped tail are atypical of real-world pterosaurs, but look exactly like something St. George or King Arthur would encounter. Its origin is the most explicitly Jurassic Park-inspired of all the fossil Pokémon. While the others have fossils generally, Aerodactyl is revived from actual amber. Amber is made from the sap of trees, and in Jurassic Park, it is mosquitoes inside this sap who preserve the dinosaur's blood. We can only assume the same is the case for Aerodactyl. Oddly, the Pokédex entries explicitly mention real-life dinosaurs and their age. The Pokémon Stadium Pokédex erroneously says, A Pokémon that was resurrected from the genes of an ancient dinosaur. With sharp fangs, it is very vicious. Pterosaurs are not dinosaurs, though they are related. While Pokémon Ruby and Sapphire say, Aerodactyl is a Pokémon from the age of dinosaurs. It was regenerated from genetic material extracted from amber. It is imagined to have been the king of the skies in ancient times. Aerodactyl is a cool and vicious looking monster. It has claws and fangs and a menacing presence. Like the previous two fossil Pokémon, the Pokédex goes out of its way to paint Aerodactyl as an unusually... The Pokédex goes out of its way to paint Aerodactyl as unusually dangerous compared to modern Pokémon. As early as Red and Blue, the Pokédex said, A ferocious, prehistoric Pokémon that goes for the enemy's throat with its serrated, saw-like fangs. Pokémon Sun made that sound even worse, saying, A Pokémon from the age of the dinosaurs. It used its saw-like fangs to shred its prey before eating them. All of this is overshadowed by the Pokémon Ultrasun Pokédex, which, in a very rare turn of events, literally says that Aerodactyl killed people. Restored from DNA found in Amber, this Pokémon exhibited ferocity that was greater than expected. Some casualties resulted. 
It sounds as though they had a Jurassic Park incident of their own down on Cinnabar Island. Aerodactyl first appeared alongside the other fossil Pokémon in the anime episode, Attack of the Prehistoric Pokémon. The first thing one notices is that this Aerodactyl is absolutely huge, able to hold Ash in one claw and fly away. Later, in Pokémon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee on the Nintendo Switch, Riding Aerodactyl reveals that it really is pretty blooming huge. The episode does a very good job of introducing Aerodactyl as a terrifying and deadly threat, even being the catalyst for Charmeleon evolving into Charizard. Ultimately though, we are cheated out of a climactic battle, and instead Aerodactyl is put to sleep. And instead, Aerodactyl is just put to sleep by Jigglypuff. As if Charizard evolving weren't enough, this is also the episode in which Ash finds Togepi's egg. Aerodactyl's fossilized skeleton appears alongside Kabutops in the Pewter City Museum, and subsequently its fossil is revived in the fifth movie, Pokemon Heroes, and also appears as a sprite for the glitch Pokemon Missingler. In competitive battling, Aerodactyl has had a lot of ups and downs. Its speed and attack stats are great, but of course, it's only as good as the move pool it can draw from. In the sixth generation, Pokemon X and Y, Aerodactyl received a new and more powerful Mega Revolution. According to the Pokedex, this more powerful form is actually closer to the Aerodactyls which filled the prehistoric skies. Pokemon Sun's Pokedex said, Part of its body has become stone. Some scholars claim that this is Aerodactyl's true appearance. Alas, this is not a cathartic experience for Aerodactyl. Pokemon Moon's Pokedex says, When it Mega Evolves, it becomes more vicious than ever before. Some say that's because its excess of power is causing it pain. Mega Evolution exaggerates Aerodactyl's existing speed and attack, which results in a Pokémon which is pretty powerful indeed. Friend of the show, Patreon supporter and number one superfan Andrew Rice got in touch with this to say. What's up Luke Lost Pokémon? It's me, your boy Andrew, here to talk about Aerodactyl. Now Aerodactyl is obviously a little bit different to the other fossily kids. It's uh, it's the one that comes with a bit of amber instead. Um, so you know, just just going to show that you you can revive Pokemon in a variety of ways. I mean, um, I'm, I'm assuming that it, it, the whole thing wasn't really in the amber because um, Aerodactyl seem like they might be quite big. So if if you can get a piece of amber that that, that can hold a whole Aerodactyl, um, you're probably wondering how it got you know stuck in the amber in the first place uh, I mean, I've seen pieces of amber with little insects in um, but that's that's certainly not the size I've been getting uh, the feeling of from an aerodactyl for of course the, the weirdest thing is it's it's, it's a rock Pokemon isn't it and uh, don't know about you but uh, rocks aren't something I think of as uh, particularly good at flying um, I've thrown a few rocks in my time, but uh, if there's one thing that I think that rock is much better at, it's uh, falling or 
sinking if you're in the water. So uh, I wouldn't recommend uh, taking any lessons from this. We, we don't make planes out of stone, and I think there's probably a good reason for that. So uh, stay safe out there, kids. Bye. Before recording this episode, I travelled to Chaosiama here in Nagano, where dinosaur models decorate the mountainside. It's one of my favourite places, and in a prominent position overlooking the Nagano cityscape is a dangling pterosaur. I love prehistoric monsters, and I love pocket monsters inspired by them even better. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon was written by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. The podcast can be found on Twitter and Facebook at Luke Loves PKMN. Please drop in, say hello, and spread the word. Also, please do give a five-star rating and review on iTunes, or whatever podcast service you use. Lots of Pokemon fans are going to be looking for content this week, so help is very much appreciated. I love Aerodactyl. And remember, I love you too. Luke Loves Pokemon is evolving. This Friday, Pokemon Sword and Shield released for the Nintendo Switch, bringing with them a whole new generation of pocket monsters. And so, starting from next week, the podcast will be going twice weekly. On Tuesday, come back for a podcast about Snorlax and Family, our first bear Pokemon. On Thursday, you'll have our first podcast on a Generation 8 monster, Grookey and Family. Going forwards, every Tuesday we'll be working our way through the last of the Generation 1 monsters and then on to Generation 2. Meanwhile, on Thursdays, we'll have episodes about the Generation 8 monsters. And that's not all. I do this podcast for fun, but it does take up a bit of my time and cost money to host on SoundCloud. For these reasons, I appreciate folks sending a dollar a month my way on Patreon. Starting from next week, Patreon subscribers will be able to listen to episodes a week in advance. Head over to patreon.com slash lukelovespkmn and consider supporting. If you jump on board, next week you could be listening to episodes on Snorlax, Articuno, Grookey and Scorebunny all in one week. Nothing will ever be permanently gated behind a paywall, but if you want to help me out and listen a little early, here's how to do it. Even if you don't want to, or aren't able to, help out in that way. I'd love it if you could follow on the social media, share the podcast with your Pokemon-loving friends, and give us a 5-star rating and review on iTunes, or your podcasting app of choice. Now is the best time for me to try to get new Pokemon fans on board, so I'd really appreciate your assistance. And even if all you want to do is keep listening, I appreciate that as well. I love Pokemon. And remember... I love you too.